Welcome everybody from all around the world. Welcome to this podcast, escaping the entanglements of our lives. You got yours, and I've got mine. I'm your host, I'm Dolphus Q, I'm the originator and the creator of this podcast. Now I believe our lives, yours and mine, are easily entangled with things both real and imaginary. And these entanglements greatly influence our lives and Alzheimer's is a good example of these entanglements in our minds. But I maintain escape is possible We can escape these entanglements Uh, but it may not be easy to some and to some it may be a breeze. Now if you're following me, you know this podcast is my method of dealing with one of the major entanglements of my life. And freeing ourselves or escaping from these entanglements, I believe, are as easy as sitting under a Yum yum tree <laughs> like Buddha did. And yes, we can live our lives relatively stress free. Now, if you're following this broadcast, you know what I am doing and having fun in the process. But now, the time has come, like the walrus said. Yes, my friends, all around the world, the time has come for the reading of the word episode 9 chapter 9 the wisdom of the midnight rider the train took us to the bowling yard but not before it made many stops to drop off our attached rail cars The attachments and detachments were not smooth operations. 
Each was timely and required a full stop to start and sounded like a duo between sludge hammers that pounded into place locks of steel or pounded the steel locks loose. Then the engines puffed out smoke and pulled forward or rammed backwards into another loose lock. Eventually, after many jerks and rams, I fell asleep on the bare floor of the boxcar. When I woke up, I felt like I reclined on a trampoline that bounced as it sped forward. When I sat up and saw daylight, and I saw Sanbolo asleep on the floor in a far corner from the open door. And lastly, I saw the night rider. He sat in a lotus position and puffed on a cigarette as he gazed out at the scenery that shot past like a motion picture. I stood on my shaky legs and made my way carefully over to him. Good morning, I said, as my eyes feasted upon the scenery that fleeted past. Wow, it's beautiful out there. Do you have any thoughts about where we are? Good morning, <coughs> coughed the night rider. We are in Mississippi right now. How can you tell? Just by the look of the land, answered the night rider. If you ride freight trains long enough, you will learn to do it too. You must, or else you shall not survive. My thought went back to Miami and my life of homelessness. I saw no thin line between his life as a hobo and mine as a homeless man. But then I had been caught in the clutches of crack cocaine, and now I sought to save myself before I became too far gone, before any attempt at salvation became a useless effort. I looked away from the scenery that fleeted past to the face of the night rider. I smiled. How long have you rode on freight trains like this? The night rider coughed, then took a final drag on the cigarette. He appeared reflective for a moment, then with his fingertips flicked the remaining of the cigarette out the door as he let out last puff of smoke. Oh, I reckon off and on about 30 years. 30 years, I screamed in disbelief. You have done this for 30 years? You'll keep doing it, and you'll meet men been doing it longer than that. But why, I asked. Well, everybody has their own reason, the night rider said with his eyes on the scenery that swiftly past the door. But when you take all those reasons and stew them down in a pot, you end up with the essence of just one thing. What's that? I asked with wide eyes like someone who expected to receive great wisdom. Freedom, boomed the night Rider like an explosion from a nuclear bomb. Freedom from the status quo in its war against the poor. The keepers of the status quo 
has rigged the system with systemic red lines and shall not be satisfied until the poor stays put within those red lines. The system will not set the slave free. I considered all that he had said and attempted to mesh it with what I sought to do, namely free myself from my dreadful addiction to crack cocaine. The night rider continued, but his eyes were focused on mine when he said, I bet you thought you was trapped by the system. I bet you fought but lost every battle. Until by happenstance you learned a little something about freight trains. And suddenly you saw a way out of the trap. Bingo! You saw a path to freedom. I nodded like he was exactly right. But once I reached Los Angeles, I said with the assurance of a prophet, I shall never ride a freight train again. Well, perhaps you won't, the night rider continued. But at least now you know the route to freedom. Just find yourself a freight train and you done found yourself a friend. The night rider said nothing more for a while. Just gazed at the scenery. Then he asked where in California I was headed. I told him with a bright smile, Los Angeles. He chuckled and shook his head. So you're headed out there for one of them GR checks. I didn't know anything about a GR check. He explained that in California, if you didn't have a job and was able to work, you was entitled to a general relief by the state. And the city had to give you a check and food stamps too. I was dumbfounded. My mouth dropped open like that of a hungry dog. You mean, I said with eyes of wonder, when I get to Los Angeles, I can get a GR check and food stamps too? The night rider nodded and continued to stare. I wanted to know how much I would receive. The night rider looked away from the scenery. He appeared to calculate numbers in the air. Well, it depends on your dependence, the night rider said, and a bunch of hoops and miles of red tape. But a single person like you should walk away with 300 food stamps and a check for the same amount. The night rider continued to talk, but the reception of food stamps and a GR check upon my arrival in Los Angeles, blurred all else he said. When some bolo woke up and scratched, the night rider turned his attention to him as he walked over to the open door where I stood, and the night rider sat in the locust position. Some bolo wanted to know where we were. The night rider returned his attention to the terrain. He said, Louisiana is so close you couldn't tell the difference. Yep, this is Louisiana, all right, Sun Bolo acknowledged. I stared at the terrain. It looked much as it had when I first looked out the door. Sun Bolo appeared to notice my dilemma. <laughs> Bet you wondering how we know, ain't you? He looked at the night rider and laughed. The night rider looked at me and smiled. He said, it didn't take a genius, but a quick learner 
and if I continued to ride freight trains, I would learn it all too. Sambolo asked the night rider how far he reckoned we were from New Orleans. The night rider stared at the scenery that swiftly changed by the second. Just about to that bridge, he said, and looked away from the scenery. Once we cross that bridge, we will be about 30 minutes from the yard in New Orleans. Sanbolo spotted the bridge first and told me to pack my gear. The night rider said the train wouldn't stop until it reached the yard. But the yard in New Orleans was so full of bulls, it was best to leap off the train before it reached the yard. The night rider knew the spot to jump off. It was near a chain link fence. I was alarmed and looked it too. The sun bolo looked at me with a serious snare. You jump off in the opposite direction and you hit the ground running. Don't stand still. The night rider looked downcast. That leap of faith can be fatal. I've seen many who fail, but if we don't jump off and are caught by the bulls, we will be jailed for trespassing and held for vagrancy if we do not have a valid ID. All said and done, get caught, get locked up for 30 days and nights. I think I can make it, I said as I scrapped on my gear. But I admitted to being nervous. Sunbolo frowned and shook his head. Not if you jump with all that weight scrapped on your back. Just watch us and do as we did. The night rider stood at the door and looked up the track towards the engine. He saw the spot coming up. He told me to watch him. Then he threw his gear in the direction of the engine and leaped left in the opposite direction. Sunbolo did the same. Watch me, he yelled, then leaped. I stood scared at the open door. The train felt like it moved faster. I took a deep breath, threw my gear to the right, then leaped out to the left. I landed on my feet but quickly lost my footing and started to fall. I threw my hands out like I intended to do a push-up to keep my face from smashing against the gravel. I got up slowly to a chorus of laughter. <laughs> the night rider laughed that I was supposed to keep running. Son <laughs> Polo laughed that I was pure green. My knees hurt a little. So did the palms, so did my palms, and a trickle of blood oozed from a gash on my wrist. I gathered up my gear from the ground, then fell and slept in step with the night rider and son Bolo. The train ran on tracks as we walked alongside it. It looked like a continuous rolling wall. I commented about the length of the train. Sanbolo said he had seen freight trains longer than that. The night rider said he had seen trains so long until they had two engines on the back to push the train forward instead of a caboose. The night rider led us to the chain link fence 
where the lengths had been cut and a footpath created which led directly to someone's campsite. I didn't see any gear, but I saw fresh evidence that someone had been there. The night rider sat down on a log that faced a burnt pile of sticks. I stood and looked about cautiously. This looks like somebody's campsite. Ah, oh, sit down, said Son Bolo. This spot is communal. It belongs to everybody. The night rider began to roll a cigarette from the last of his loose tobacco. Hobos camp out here all the time, explained the night rider. This is where they catch out. As bad as I want to drink a cup of coffee, I wish to God we had found someone here. Yeah, Edison Bolo, tramps and hobos are known to share with one another. Say, night rider, let me roll one with you. The night rider handed the tobacco patch to Sun Bolo. You can see for yourself, ain't nothing left, but I can save this short for you. He lit his cigarette and blew a plume of smoke, then stopped like an idea suddenly occurred. His ideas lit up as he gazed at us. Say, I know a place in New Orleans where you can get paid for blood plasma. Ten dollars a pint. That's thirty dollars between us. Son Bolo accepted the short and took a drag. He blew out smoke which seemed to hide how he felt about the plasma plan. What kind of ID do you need, asked Sambolo. I got California ID. Any ID will work if it's American, the night rider said with delight. But what if you don't have any type of ID, I asked, not really enthused about the idea of selling blood plasma. Then the law will not allow you allow them to accept your plasma, answered the night rider. I felt like an oddball as I looked from one to the other. It was up to them. They quickly decided between them that the two would sell their plasma and share with me the proceeds of their purchases. We took the footpath back to the tracks and started a march towards the bridge. We could see the tall upper half of it in the distance, although I couldn't see the Mississippi River. On the route to the bridge, we stopped at a convenience store. I was the only one with any money in their pockets. I paid for all the purchases, plus a communal pack of cigarettes. The night rider wanted a cheap half pint of wine on the bottom shelf, Sanbolo reminded him of our plasma plan. The night rider settled for black coffee without sugar. We sat close by the store with a half a dozen donuts. When the last donut was gone, we got up and started towards the bridge. It looked like a mountain of steel scaffolding, intimidating and scary. I was glad the night rider led the way. It he held tightly onto the rail and stepped with caution. 
while every motorized vehicle shot past us like exhaust from a jet. When we reached the middle of the bridge, the night rider stopped and looked down at the water. The bridge was so high that the boats that floated on the river below looked like toys in a bathtub. I wondered had the river below ever reached the rail of the bridge. Sure it has many times, but those were times of the big floods, the floods that cut the Mississippi Valley, said the Knight Rider. They happened hundreds of years ago when this area was populated by natives long before this bridge was built. But now, hundreds of years later, the river has been tamed. The river may rise high enough to wash over the road, but it will never reach the rail. I looked up at the bridge, then down at the river below, and suddenly understood why the river was called the mighty Mississippi. When we crossed the bridge, the night rider continued to lead the way while Son Bolo recalled bits and pieces of the area. The night rider's memory was fresh. He had passed through New Orleans three months ago on his way from Houston. He told us that during Mardi Gras was a bad time to be arrested in New Orleans for any minor misdemeanor. You would be instantly jailed for 30 days and sentenced to clean up the aftermaths of Mardi Gras. He had learned that from experience. The night rider led us to the building that housed the plasma center. I waited outside the room behind curtains where the blood was withdrawn and the plasma extracted. I waited in the lobby with a host of others for reasons of their own. I chose to read a magazine and wait while Sun Bolo and the night rider was in the room behind the curtains. I saw a picture on a page in a magazine that sparked memories of Miami. I thought of my homeless experience, of my daily struggles to maintain a sense of sanity. I sighed a sigh of relief and cast my eyes towards the ceiling. I frowned and shook my head, and as I did, I had a sudden look-at-me-now moment. I smiled within. I was no longer trapped in Miami, caged with no way out. I was out now and on my way to freedom, on my way to Los Angeles. I looked down from the ceiling with an urge to tout my progress. I smiled to myself. And here <laughs> we've, reached the, we've reached the end of our reading for today. I ask you to join me next time for another installment of escaping the entanglements of our lives.